to this week's edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. Unfortunately, Dan can't be sat in his chair tonight because I've muscled my way back in. Ah, how are you doing, Dan? You. I'm alright, thank you. Buddy. It was very, very entertaining last week. Oh, thank you. Oh. It's great to see you back, however, this week. Yeah, well, that's on location, yeah. She started last week with a bit of a bit of a joke, weren't there? A bit of tittering going on. Was there? Yes. Which I, joke's that? Well, I believe Gareth trumped. Was that right, Gareth? I apologise for keeping that Sorry, Gareth. <laughs> anyway. Right, so let's, let's have a look who's with us tonight. We've got... Obviously we've got Gareth, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Excellent, eh? Keep your opinions to myself tonight. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> well, no, you don't usually talk at your heart. <laughs> Is that what you mean? <laughs> Hi Paul. Hello. Are you feeling better? You've been poorly, haven't you? Yeah, it was quite poorly earlier on um, the back end of last week. Right. More right now, hopefully. We're suffering from cup fever. No, it wasn't cup fever, it was, uh, I don't know what it was. All I did was sleep for two days. Yeah. Bet Mrs was chuffed then. Oh yeah, she was yeah. delighted. Hi Dan. Hello again. <laughs> Hello again. <laughs> and Mick. Again. Mick. Hello. You've got Hello. something to talk about later, haven't we? But we'll do it at the end, under any other business. You've got yeah, a nice okay. little tale for us, haven't you? Concerning yeah, no. an event that happened within the last few days. Or something to do with something that's yes. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll come to that later on. But I'm please remind me. Please remind me. Right, so on Saturday we uh, continued our FA Cup exploits. A fantastic victory away at, at a Premier League club. I'll well, we say that because we're no longer a Premier League club, are we? So we, we say that. Uh, up at, uh, or down at Cardiff, the Cardiff City Stadium, uh, on a blustery day. And I believe, Gareth, you've got the stats. I have, yes. The stats from the game in the FA Cup. Cardiff City versus Wigan Athletic. Possession. Cardiff managed 64% and Wigan 36%. Attempts. Cardiff 20 and Wigan just 7. Of which on target, Cardiff managed 7. Wigan managed 4 on target. Both teams committed 11 fouls. Wigan got 2 yellow cards. Thankfully there were no red cards and the goals, well we're through to the next round with a 2-1 victory. Absolutely fantastic. And I'll start with you straight away, Gareth. I mean the first goal was scored by Chris McCann, but superbly set up by, by your, your, uh, My mate. your mate Yordi. What did you make of it? Well, <laughs> the first thing I was sort of amazed at was what Ramis was doing on the left wing when he because he sort of went first didn't he and then the ball came to Geordie and Geordie took it and laid it across beautifully for Chris McCann to score Geordie Gomez is a class act I've said it many times without wishing to sound boring and that's what I think mm. Mm. he surely showed it though didn't he you know a couple of deft touches and as soon as he knew he'd beaten the man his head went up he saw exactly who was going to get it who was in space and it was a precision pass wasn't it it was fantastic. Oh, but he won the ball as well, didn't he? It was on, yeah, on the edge of the box. Yeah. Um, did you, have you seen the goal, Paul? I know you didn't manage to watch it. But did, yeah, it won the ball on the edge of the box, didn't he? Which, uh, you know. Well, there's a lot of people accuse him of not getting stuck in, but he gets stuck in every bit as much as anybody else. I, I, I've said this before, again, we're repeating ourselves, but a lot of what he does is he pressures the man with the ball so that the next guy who's receiving it is under pressure and somebody else sticks a foot in 
on this occasion he was the one to stick a foot in get the ball ride a couple of challenges look up pick out his man bang 1-0 great finish Dan yeah, well, he couldn't miss from there, could he really? The well, pass was so good. I've, uh, yeah, I've seen him miss from well, there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. I refer you back to last night. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, I guess it was a good finish then. Yeah, it was a good You've finish. You've still got to put him away, as they yeah. say. Yeah. So, was was we surprised that we actually went there on one make? No, not really. I'm, I, I'm not surprised at all. Um, I think we've got the, we could have got the cup fever. We're defending the, the FA Cup. I think Wigan went with the right attitude, a positive attitude, uh, a we-can-win attitude. I think Cardiff also had that attitude, but we just outdid them on the day, mm. which is the beauty of the FA Cup, isn't it? Every team can have its day. We, we had another good um, another good team performance, though, for me. Yeah. Um, do you think that they underestimated the Cup competition, or not under undervalued the Cup Competition with uh, the team selections that Cardiff made because they made quite a few changes. Well, I, I, go sorry, on, sorry, I'm just going to jump in there. People are making a big thing about this, but look at the number of changes that we made. Nobody's commented on this. No, we won though. Fair enough. It doesn't happen when you win, do you? No matter how many changes you make. But I think this is the difference: is we we actually made changes, and we've had this conversation quite recently in, in the last several weeks. Um, it's horses for courses. We picked, or should I say we, <laughs> uh, the, the gaffer picked a team, what he thought was going to compete against Cardiff on that day, and he got it right. Now, the difference, I think, is the fact that for Cardiff, perhaps they made changes just for making changes' sake. Mm. You know, uh, we, I, th I think they're protecting them, uh, as we did, um, despite the fact that we went on to win the cup, protecting the position. Or trying to, the, yeah. Yeah, within the Premier League. Yeah. But Rosler has also said, going back to our, our changes, that um, he wants to give the lads who won the cup the experience of trying to defend the cup, hasn't he? And that's where he tends to he puts yeah. them all in. Um, Gomez and Espinosa. Yeah, Watson mm. and Boyce, of course. Um, Ramish was a surprise, like you said. Ramish playing, never mind on the left wing, coming in and playing. Uh, but he's also into that uh, Lee Nichols playing anti, yeah, yeah, which yeah. he didn't do. So for me, that showed that he, he was taking the extremely serious, and he did want to go down there and, and, and get the win. Uh, and then we got the second goal, which was beauty, absolutely from Sir Ben. Mm, there you go. He can hit a ball, can't he? Yeah, and it was another setup from from Gareth Smith again. Mm. Jordi Gomez. Jordi Gomez. Jordi In fact, Gomez. whilst watching it, we was thinking, aye, aye, what's the conversation? What is the conversation of having here now? Yordi would have been saying, no, I'm taking it. And then what's a bit like the Shuffle Brothers, were it? It's fine. It's fine. He said, no, it's fine. But yeah, he set him up, didn't he? You know, you can... Somebody at the side of me turned around and said, it's going in the bottom right-hand corner there. Well, it went in the bottom corner, but it wasn't the right one. Mm. I you know, what, what you do then is you, you swing it round and say, yeah, I meant from keeper's point of view. Well, that's that's exactly what he did too. Well, if you keep it, it's your right yeah. hand. Oh, you always, always do that whenever you're guessing which way penalties are going. But you can see the the, the sweetness of that shot was the fact that it never altered in height. It went to a, yeah. and it just straight in. Days, days are cut. Beautiful. Oh, if we look at the possession, I mean, Cardiff had 64% to our 36, which seems quite a lot, really. But the actual territorial possession was quite mm. even. So they had a lot, we let them have a lot of possession in their own half. 
but as soon as they were stepping into into our danger zones, we were cutting it. It was almost as if this game played out exactly what Rosler was talking about in the website editors the website editors forum last week. We were talking about compared to Martinez, where Martinez is more attack from the back. He's just move it forward as soon as possible, get a shot away as soon as possible. The six second rule, I believe, he referred to, and that was played out exactly in this game, especially in the second half. Four second rule, I'm being told. Seven seconds and eleven seconds. The six second rule is when you drop toast, buttered toast on the floor. That's supposed to be three seconds, but the bacteria don't hang around watching the stopwatches go one, two, three. Right, lads, pile on. Doesn't bloody matter, it does. If it goes on the floor, it still gets hurt. Right, sorry, Dal. Yeah, I finished my point pretty much. Yeah. Mm, yeah. What was it? Buttered yeah. toast. <laughs> buttered toast. Something about don't, toast. Yeah, yeah, don't drop your toast with the butter side down. <laughs> no, but yeah, you, no, but yeah, but no, but you're right uh, with what Rosler was saying. It, it did pan out that way, didn't it? About not allowing them to to have the you know the ball in our areas and pressure pressure them high up the field. Well, I was I I didn't go. I was listening to it on the radio, and up until last sort of ten twenty minutes. It, it didn't sound as though they were bossing the game and we were hanging on. I mean, last ten minutes it, it was it was backs to the wall by the sounds of it. But I don't think they had any then. clear cut chances though. Not that I can remember in those mm. final few moments. Well, in the final few moments, yeah. no. But they did. Apart from it. from the one what Dan's mm. just remembered. Yeah, <laughs> shows the difference between possession and meaningful possession, doesn't it? Noon had a shot that Al Habsi had to save. Yeah, punched away. It was from distance though, weren't it? it he, he wasn't stretching. He, you'd expect him to save this, I think. I don't think they had anything where Ali produced something world class. To be honest, though, Fraser Campbell had an any chance to he first half. First half, he should have put that away. That was a one at piece, weren't it? That? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right. It's all history now. We won. We won. <laughs> I think the fans who went on a good trip, they all seemed to enjoy it. The prices were great, fifteen quid. Very nice thing in the Cardiff program. I don't know if anybody was aware of it. Were they put a, a, a piece in the middle, thanking people for travelling 400 miles to come down and, and wishing us a safe journey home. I thought that was a lovely piece of yeah, nice little touch. Though, yeah, so. Uh, and then what happens? Uh, it's all that to go and get spoiled, isn't it? With Man City getting pulled mm, out there. That's out. perfect. <laughs> perfect. Of course it is. If you're going to win the cup again, you've got to beat teams like City. I, Right, winning the cup is something that doesn't happen. It's fairy tale. So, it, so assuming that that fairy tale doesn't double back on itself and start again, we put up a very spirited defence. Mm-hmm. We're going to a a ground where there's going to be story based on the final story based on Uve going back to his former club, top side in the country. If we go out, we ain't going to disgrace ourselves. And we can just carry on, get on with concentrating on the league. You think it's a bit like last season when we when we drew Everton and we thought oh, we've got Everton away. This could be it. Do you think it's, it's similar to that. Like, it's, a it's a little bit different. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. Small well, story yeah, there is there is yeah. a lot of difference between yeah. Everton and City, but still that it was, that draw last season for the quarters, I, I felt a little bit disappointed. That I was hoping for an I, easier draw. Yeah, with what yeah. was available. Yeah, I, I I think there was a bit of that. But you, you've, you've got to remember that this year everything is completely different in terms of perspective because up until what, the end of this week, next week, the trophy sat in our cabinet. Last year it wasn't and we never had any even dream of it ever sitting in our cabinet realistically. Mm-hmm. You know, there'll be people that tell you they knew but nobody did. I think everybody deep down thought 
we'll see how far we can go and eventually we'll get knocked out even when we got to the final even when we travelled to the final I don't think many of us thought we'd win Correct. I certainly didn't no. I, but we did <laughs> yeah, there's a, like you said there's a difference between thinking we can win and thinking we've got a chance mm-hmm. and somebody going there thinking right this is our day we're having it and it's they, they might be deluding themselves into feeling a bit happy on the day but realistically and you walk you knew you were walking in there up against it I think there's also so far up to up to now to this particular one even though we're not two premiership teams out we've had that holders tag against yes. us not underdogs the holders with an athletic the holders with an athletic are now going to go in this game against City as underdogs well, they, they, and I like that because again we can be we they've can said in every round so far oh, they, this is the you know we can beat in premiership clubs like an upset if you can call the holders staying in the cup an upset and they kind of almost want to tag us as the underdogs but can't because the cup's in our cabinet yeah. I don't think the press know how to deal with us no because we've not I mean they've not picked us out as, as a game for TV although I do believe we're going to be the ITV 4 o'clock Sunday game with this one it's about time but that's because it's City isn't it yeah, yeah. we should have we should have been Saturday at dinner time shouldn't we uh, and I was listening last, last the other night I was listening to um, the Brighton and Old game on Five Live in the build up for it and Steve Claridge was on there and the commentator actually mentioned us and he said to Steve Claridge do you think um, as Wigan Athletic have been a little bit undervalued this season like, they've not had the praise they deserve the, you know they had the European campaign the FA Cup holders are doing quite well in the championship and you know they've treated the FA Cup with the respect it deserves as holders do you not feel that They've not been given the, the credit they deserve, and Clarice just turned around and said, "Well, why? Why should they? Why? Why do they want to get respect for doing that?" I, I, don't, I think Steve Clarice totally missed the point. And for me, he summed up the press's yeah. irreverence towards us and the way that they are with us. That we're we're nothing cup to a lot of people, aren't we? Yeah. Well, well I, I, I even ask couple we do not sell advertising space on TV. For yeah. Him, do we? yeah, I think when you say we're a nothing club, I think with Martinez, we're a, a good second club for an awful lot of people because we had that yeah. friendly tag. And I, I think being relegated has, has dropped us off that radar. You know, there's, there's teams now that, that people are more interested in purely based on them being in that top division. I think get back up, and I think you'll do it again. Because we've got another Martinez yeah. in, in Rosslyn, yeah. aren't we? I, I, I think you'll get all that secondary support again from well, I think we've got all City fans supporting us as their second mm. team anyway <laughs> whether that's a good thing or a bad thing I don't know especially with City's record over the years and mm. the bomber what mm. was the score the last time we played City 5-0 to them yeah let's yeah. keep it quiet yeah. <laughs> that's uh, I believe now that's 43 matches we've played this, so far this season with all the cups and the Europa League and Running the cup and replays and all 43 matches. So, so is that more than Manchester City? Well, I couldn't do less to be honest, but <laughs> I, I just want to beat them. And I think with Rossler, I don't want to keep mentioning Martinez. I think Rossler is taking us forward and forming his strategy with us. And I, 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 I love him to bits. Yeah. Apart from that one aberration, he's been brilliant. He's the same type of bloke who knows how he wants his football played knows how he wants the club run, everything's done his way and he likes the fact, uh, and, and this wasn't so much picked up because we haven't really discussed the, the outcome of the, of the fans forum, um, one of the things that he mentioned was the short communication chains between him and the chairman. 
Mm-hmm. And, and obviously Jonathan sat in between them. And he will run the club in the same manner that Martinez did as a whole unit. We're all together. We're all going this direction. Yeah. You know, it's not a, a jolly boys outing, on a And he also said, if you don't want to buy, if you don't want to buy too philosophy, then they can yeah. leave, didn't they? Yeah. So this is good. We're talking about those forty-three games we've played. One player's made forty appearances, which is an absolute stunning achievement so far. Barnett. Leon Barnett. Barnett. Absolutely brilliant. And it, his last game he played, he was as fresh as the first game he played. The man's a beast. We've got Carl mm. to thank for this. Well, oh, you've got more uh, than you know to think Owen Coyle for. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, we, mm. we, it's just this, if we had him as perhaps chief scout, then we might be all right because he, he did <laughs> yeah. bring in some players, didn't he? Some good players. One duck egg. Yeah. I was going to say Brad Salt. Mm-hmm. But you look at all the managers; they all put a poor yeah, duck egg. Out, but what you want there is you want him scouting players because Grout's not a donkey. It's obviously an attitude thing, or. or you know, is he, is he basically just coming to that age where he's a bit tired of it as a day day in day out job? If you got some, if you got Owen Coyle making recommendations and somebody else making decisions, mm. you might well do very well out of him. Mm. Right then, let's move on from Cardiff, Man City, and the FA Cup. But just one last point on the revenge story. I did, I did hear somebody saying, oh, they'll be out for revenge. And my response was, that's like telling your missus you're getting revenge for the fact that she got her end away with David Beckham by stopping her doing it again. Couldn't give her stuff. They she got her end away? Yeah. Did she? When was that? Well, she got lucky. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah. It, 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 you know, can they exact revenge on us? Because I just don't think they can. I think they could put ten past us in, the, in that way. I don't, we We've had our day in the sun, there, there is no revenge. Let's put that to bed. It's not happening because we couldn't care less. Yeah. We've got nothing to lose. And do you know what? If we do them again, they've got some serious ghosts to handle, haven't they? Too right. If we do it again. Yeah. And, we, and we, we're being compared with Barcelona. They played Barcelona in this cup and Wigan Athletic in that cup. You can't argue with that, can you? You can't. Apart from the fact we're more Borussia Dortmund these days, aren't we, than well, Barcelona? <laughs> But is it, isn't it going to be within the same week that they play, hmm? we play them and then they have that rematch? Well, they're the Champions League anyway now, aren't they? Well, after last night's performance. Yeah. Right, leave that behind, move on. Barnsley, we're in town. Barnsley. Barnsley, yeah. Uh, a game I was looking forward to because I thought we were going to absolutely uh, run riot. And I, I always thought Barnsley were a poor side. Good manager in Danny Wilson. Play football against him. Good Wigan lad. Yeah. Uh, so, Gareth, have we got some stats from the Barnsley game? We've got some stats from the game Wigan Athletic versus Barnsley on Wednesday evening. Or Tuesday evening. Tuesday, that's yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Possession. Wigan Athletic, 49%. Possession to Barnsley, 51%. Attempts. Wigan managed 12 and Barnsley managed 16. Of which on target, Wigan managed five and Barnsley only two. The Latics committed 12 fouls and Barnsley six. We got one yellow card, they got three. Thankfully, no reds. Three points to Wigan with a 2 0 win. I was nearly burst out laughing there when you said about the attempts on target because it was some of the woefulest yeah. finishing <laughs> I have ever seen. They were, they were trying to pick out. 
their own individual family in the uh, in the stand. It's appeared that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the the build up play looked quite quite promising and entertaining at some points, and and then yeah, it was into the, the shot straight at Al Amzi out of the stadium, yeah, wasn't it? Into the stand at Arcade, mm. yeah. Mm. <laughs> and they had a, 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 a Tom Kennedy at number four. He played at right back. He was a left-footed midfield player, I believe. He saw his position, and he wanted to mm. take the team. Every time he got the ball, he was cutting inside, knocking it back. I mean, back passes back to the keeper that were nearly intercepted. Anyway, at half time, they made two substitutions, and I hadn't seen the number on the lad playing right back. Um, but he come out and I thought and the conversation amongst, amongst our little group was they've got to take that right back off him and the right midfielder they've got to they've got to have been changed them too. and then the lad at the bottom turned around number four on his back and I just could not believe the fact that he was not the one who was substituted but I think what happened I think in fairness to him although I, he played he was left back in first half yeah. And in the second half, he switched over to right back because mm. he played on the same side. Yeah. Uh, but he was equally as bad. He was, uh. He was equally as bad. Um, before we go on to other things, the goals. Uh, I thought the goals were, were absolutely fantastic goals, what we scored. The first goal was uh, put in by Nicky Maynard mm. uh, from a throw in. John Bossajor took it. It was a good play by Bossajor. I yeah. think it's the best we've seen him actually on the ball. Um, with a nice little dribble in tight position like that, but I thought Maynard had fluffed it. I so did I. But I've seen, the, I've watched the replay. I've seen it on TV, yeah. and I've seen him control it with his left and slot it with his right. But at the time, I thought, oh yeah. God, what's he done here? I thought he completely, not utterly fluffed mm. it. A real cool finish, though, wasn't it? Mm. A real yeah. cool finish. Well, he had the time to take it, touch, didn't he? And yeah. Made it all that easier. You don't know if he would have missed if it had gone with his left foot. I mean, you look at the look at the possession stats and the attempts and and what have you. That doesn't tell you the because at that point we was we were on top, weren't we? Yeah. And, and, you know, we got we went to that two up and we were bossing it, and then it just kind of calmed down after that. Yeah. Well, the second goal, um, I think it fizzled out, didn't it? Wagon's goal, uh, I thought uh, was made well for me. It was made by a man of the match for me, James McLean. I thought he was fantastic last mm. night, and his run, he, that cross was superb, and he popped it in. But with six players in the box, you know, when that cross was fired in, I counted on when, when Borsager crossed for um, Maynard as well, with seven players in the box at that stage, so we're flooding that penalty area with players, especially early on in the game. Yeah, and we're we've got some, half. well, they've still got some legs. It's got loads of energy. But we were doing it in the second half as well. We were doing it in the second half, but what happened then was, players decided, I'm having a shot, I'm having a shot. Fortuna, for instance, had a wonderful opportunity to knock it back, and I think I don't know if it was Waggon or yeah, Waggon. It was last and McLean was there as well. Yeah, there, yeah. Were, there were two or three of them. Yeah, but that happened on two occasions. The one where it was almost the last kick of the game. That wasn't it? It went far off that. Yeah, it was because we, we got the corner, didn't we? From, yeah, from we the see. save, and then he mm. put it over. But just before we scored, it's still at another pace, and we've got to talk about it. Um, was the incident with Ben Watson uh, from from my seat in the stands? We you know round us. We knew straight away something serious was in dope because you heard, you heard the crack. Uh, just just a really bad injury. Yeah, I, I mean I'm sat close, but a little bit a little bit close to the incident, and like you say, you could hear a noise, and it's one of them where you think, oh, I've just heard a 
uh, had something break there, mm. and you just you just sit there hoping it's yeah. it's plastic giving way in a shimper. There's no blame. Exactly should not. be a, a, no, I, a, a, Woods, it? Martin no. Woods, who, there was no blame whatsoever. It was fifty-fifty ball, and yeah. they both went for it. Yeah. They both went through the ball actually. So yeah. I think the ball actually took away some of the impact, actually. So you know that might could be, possibly be a blessing in disguise. So, yeah, but I mean, I mean, as soon as he went down, you could tell because he was he was waving his hands yeah. and yeah. was like, yeah. Then the blanket comes out and the. Uh, the oxygen and you know that it's not carrying on and you're just sitting there hoping that what you thought you heard you didn't hear mm. sadly we now know that we did and he, he, I thought he was playing very well at the time yeah well, you know, in the game I'm not talking about this part of the season which I think is I'm one of the people who rates Watson I think alright you know his, his corners and free kicks aren't the best but who having said that he popped one in on Saturday against Cardiff and who, and who it's the man with the corner every corner anywhere you know yeah well that well that's that's the problem you you evaluate our corners <coughs> with the corners that are taken by players at other clubs that you see on highlights where the one that goes high and wide gets cut out so yeah. you, you you're judging you're trying to apply those percentages in highlights videos to players that you're watching 100 percent and mm. it just doesn't work no, like that no. so it's a bit of funny i mean i I think he's been a good form, and obviously Rosler does because he's, mm. he's one of the first names on the sheet in yeah, well, every week. Y you look at the thing a few weeks ago, he was being offered a new contract, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. now all that's up in the air. There's been whispers that he's actually signed this and the club's not released the fact yet. That was mentioned a, a couple of weeks back. Um, why that would happen, I don't know. Um, if he's not, I hope he's still, the offer's still on the table for him because mm. it's. He's not going to be. I mean, we're, we're double fracture like that. You're looking. At, you're looking at. You're looking at next season at best. That yeah. early next season, if you're lucky. Yeah. Because you, you know, maybe twelve months. Out. When when you think of other players yeah. who had a similar injury. Yeah, because you're not going to be fit for pre-season. I want to thought of that. You're looking at six months before you can start. What did we make of the referee last night? Anybody? Anybody? Any comments? I'll, no. I'll tell you why in a moment, but. I would web look alike. Yeah, I would web look alike. He wanted to be an ex-police officer. He made me smile when he booked Frimpong for his little spat at the end. Apart from that, he, he was clearly good because he was fairly anonymous. Mm. Yeah, he let the game flow, didn't yeah. he? And his first yellow card was after about 65 minutes and there were plenty of challenges that he he could have given the yellow card and then all of a sudden he, he found his cards but yeah, yeah but he, he, but, it but was a bad one like that it was a two-footed tackle do we swap Perch got away Perch, yeah, Perch like he got away, away with him he got away with a chin wag didn't he well he, he looked like he got away with flying scissor yeah. kicker yeah. from where I, I mean it was down the far side but he certainly came diving in that referee that, that was his 10th game of the season that's all and he's 53 years old Really? Yeah. What's wrong with being 53? There's nothing wrong with being 53, oh, mate. thank you. Yeah. It's just that referees usually retire at 50. So he's been extended. Is that his... his uh... Well, you can see why. Because it's like you said, it was, mm. it was, you know, it was nondescript, really. Mm. Yeah. I, you know, just got to win. The best thing officials can do is not get noticed. Mm. I thought he was quite good, yeah. I must admit, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and that's not just because we won, either. I think it is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody else see... Ali Al Abzi take that steaming catch. Yeah, in the second half. Yeah. And what did he do with it? He, he distributed it. He threw it? Yeah. He must have been listening to last week. <laughs> he must have been listening. In the last two games, there's been good catching, yeah. Al Abzi. There, there was one in the 
I think it was in the first half because he was off our end where he, he kind of he punched from underneath the, the melee and threw everybody he, he didn't get much on it but he got enough on it mm. and it was kind of like hang on how is it that you appear to be stretching and getting a fist on it where there's, where there's players that are jumping and getting their heads on it it just I don't know he almost looked like he jumped from underneath everybody yeah but, that, but, but he got someone on it that catch was uh, quite surprising probably yeah. really weren't it it was good um, overall Barnsley quite poor oh, yes. yeah. feel for them so. yeah I, th- I think I think the second half was we, we had a couple of gears spare if we needed yeah good build up player but finish not so good oh, awful at the back as well I think a decent sit I wonder if we'd have been we'd, <laughs> I don't know how I'm saying well, carry on yeah. finish that comment though, a decent sit would have ripped them apart well, I think, but, but, but we, what do we, you need to do well exactly because no, I was thinking I was letting my mouth run away with my mind though um, if we if if that was a Saturday game and we hadn't had a Saturday game and we hadn't all this you know played 40 odd games this season perhaps we'd have ripped them apart as well mm. we'd have to conserve energy you, you've we? gone 2-0 up you've closed it out without conceding another clean sheet jobs are good yeah. if you're saving energy at the same time yeah. then fine no Matt Manaman again last night on the bench or uh, don't know if he's carrying a knock or anything. Could be. We don't get much of anything out of UV in terms of trans- uh, transfer. Did he get subbed on Saturday? He did, yeah. Yeah, for James yeah. McLean. McLean went on. And McKernan got subbed last night, wasn't he? Sub got subbed. Yeah. yeah. Kekrin, yeah. Kekrin, Kekrin even. That yeah, was he got subbed as well. He played a couple of crappy well, balls, didn't he? I was thinking, oh, we, uh, without knocking anybody, I thought McCarthy was pretty poor last night. He was. Uh, but he just suffered from a virus but when I was watching the game I thought we've got a bit of a dilemma here because if he took MacArthur off the entire midfield and front line would all be left footed because we'd no left footed we'd no right footed because we'd lost Watson obviously yeah. and everybody else was left footed and the balance of that, that midfield would have gone and maybe that's why he just replaced the left footer with another left footer Maybe it weren't. Mm. With Espinosa mm. coming on for. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting point, not something that I observed. Yeah. I was just surprised yeah, then, you yeah. know, when, it, when it's happened, that's all. It's a fair point. But yeah. if you notice, yeah. though, in the first half, everything we did and everything we had success with went down our left flank. There, there was a couple yeah, of bits in the second so. half where yeah. there was Jean Bossajor, um James McLean, and who was the third fellow? Um, Chris McCann was coming over a lot to the left um, Espinosa it was and they were just tapping it in triangles around the band of defenders yeah. but yeah. The, they were closing out the crosses so they, they, were, they were just catch, slowly carving out an opening for a cross to go in he's someone, he, he's someone else who had a very industrious uh, game last night Cam. I think he's, he's running he's off the ball running into space and he's, he's covering back I think it was tremendous. He put in a real good stellar performance last night for me, McCann. Good mm. pressure in as well. Yeah, I did. Mm. I think he was carrying the midfield for the last ten minutes, mm. even though Espinosa came on he's, fresh. He's another co-signer, yeah. isn't he? Who's yeah. uh, actually proved to be a, a, a great asset to the club. And I somebody else, can I, if I can mention that uh, his new just come in, and I've been mightily impressed with it, Martin Wagon. I think mm. his commitment's absolutely spot on. He took that goal really well. He said, "I know he's on, on his forehead, but we, how many times have we seen them missed as well?" Mm. You know. I think there's another yard of speed in that one. You can say, you know, he's, he's, he's got that build of a good fast lad, but 
Rosler, I mean, he sort of hinted that he would play for a contract with us as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he's done, he's done some smart business there. Yeah. Because you look at the, you look at the forward line, pre-January or post-January, mm. and it, it looks a very different mm. proposition, doesn't it? Don't forget, he's a corner taker as well. Could always do with more of those. Mm. <laughs> We've already spoken about that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> You're backing me to a corner here. Sorry. Okay. Going back to what you said about the left-hand side, Mick, before, yeah. I've just got a quote here from Rossler on the BBC website that he put on last night, and he said, the left-hand side combination football, Borsajor, McLean, Chris McCann, Nicky Maynard, was excellent. Breathtaking. Yeah, I don't disagree. No. They, they couldn't handle it, could they? No. Sounds really absolutely yeah. superb, didn't we? I just wish we'd kick off against the south stand now and again why? because then we get to see them up close in the first half when they've got plenty of energy because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they always look good in front of west uh, in front of west stand and then when they get over to the east stand they're all a bit knackered aren't they? <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, right so that's uh, a good good result good three points pity it's really bad news about Ben Walton I hope he has a quick recovery Definitely. and a full recovery as well uh, <coughs> I think he'll always have a place in our hearts Ben Watson won't he right Saturday uh, level one points with Brighton we're going down to the Amex Stadium in Farmer I believe uh, we've never been there before we've been to Brighton but we've not been to the new ground it was the old uh, with, was it with Dean Goals, no, no, no. Anyway, wherever they, they were playing, yeah, they played at an athletic strength didn't yeah, they, for a while. That, yeah, I think well, going back, it used to be the Goldstone Ground. Mm. Yeah, years ago, when Jimmy Miller you were manager. Mm. Uh, anyway, so we've met eleven times uh, in in the past, and they've all been in the league. The meetings we've had with them, as we know, the last one was back in November, twenty third of November. We lost one nil, and that was a, that was part of the six defeats under Owen Colwatt ended his reign as Latics boss. In the times that we've played Brighton, we've won four, we've drawn one and we've lost six, so they've got slightly the better record against us. And at the moment they're eighth in the table, 46 points, same as ourselves, but we've got a slightly better goal scored, even though we've got the same goal difference, we've slightly better goal scored. Uh, and I know absolutely nothing whatsoever about them apart from the leading goal scorer, whose name I'm not even going to try and pronounce. It's Leonardo. Haloa, I think. Haloa. And nine goals, are there? Gareth? Nine goals, yes. Are they all league goals, those? Uh, eight of them are in the league. Mm. So he's doing all right. Right. Have you any form? What sort of form are they in at the moment? Well, actually, exactly the same as us. The form, over the last six games, well, both teams have won three, drawn one and lost two of the last six games the last six games of, for Brighton uh, they beat Birmingham 1-0 they lost at Derby 1-0 drew with Burnley at Burnley lost 2-0 at Watford they beat Doncaster 1-0 at Brighton and most recently last weekend I think Brighton won Leeds United 0 not a lot of goals though, is there? No. 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 But, uh, mm. one nil still equates to three points though, doesn't it? They've actually scored fewer goals than we have all season, and we haven't scored that many. 
That's why the blows on goal score. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think um, I, I think you look at our season. We, we we've got the good bits and the bad bits, and we're at the moment we're coming into a good bit. For them to be on the exact same record as us, if they've had a fairly even season, they they shouldn't be as good as we are. Because we're on a good bit. We've got you know we we're actually lower than where we should be because of the Owen Coyle years, as we fondly look back on them. <laughs> the Owen Coyle days. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we, we should... day on Jerome Coyle, there's a lot like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we should be hoping to get a result down there. But, you know, we looked a couple of weeks ago and we had 19 games left and, and I said we need to win 10 and draw 5. Um, we've won 2. If you don't start looking at getting a draw or a win down at Brighton, there's only four games that I think we can afford to lose in the in the running, and you start asking your question where you're putting your losses. We, you know, we've already wasted one. Um, where was it Doncaster? We wasted one. Huddersfield. Huddersfield was the one that we wasted where we should have got a point at least. So that gives you three losses left, and you know you've got some tough fixtures coming up. So if you're not picking points up in this one, you're going to have to go somewhere more difficult and get points in the running. I mean, this could be one of those games where, or one of these fixtures where it gets reversed. They get the better of us at our place, and we do the same down mm, there. See, I don't think they did get the better of us much, did they? They kind well, of got, got three points. Well, I know they got the points, but they kind of got away with the result, didn't they? I, th I think. Yeah, I think. Is it? Wasn't it one of the most boring games we've actually seen down here this season? It was a terrible game. I, I seem to remember it being one of those games, and you walk out, you think, well, if it had been a draw, they couldn't have argued at all, and. Mm -hmm. If we'd have took three points, they'd have had a bit of a grumble, but not too much. And for them to have taken three points was a bit much. I thought, I thought they looked very similar to us, just like, like a tidy mm. team at the time. Like you know, but going back to them days, back in the, them years rather, back in November, <laughs> they were you know like we were playing. They, they played very similar and just snatched it. Yeah. Referee on Saturday, a guy called Andy Davis. Never heard of him. But he's from Hampshire, which is just next door to. Uh, Sussex were bright in this. Yeah, local ref. Local ref, on yeah. 21 games, 78 yellows, 3 reds. About average for, for what we've been up against so far this season. Um, do we fancy our chances, Gareth? I think... These are cool. predictions as well, so we'll go straight to... Right. Alright, so do we fancy During our chances? During the course of our conversation about Brighton, I think many of us mentioned it being tight and two even sides, so I can't really see the green being a great lot in it but I'm hopeful that we can nick a 2-1 or a 2-0 win will do me fine that's just right Paul I'd be happy with one apiece be happier with three points yeah. I don't think we can afford to lose how, do you, how do, you, do you feel do you feel we'll get a point I think I, I feel we might nick it 1-0 but I don't like it when I'm too optimistic because <laughs> it scares me Barry, I think we're riding the crest of a wave at the minute, so yes. yeah. and I don't think it's going to stop any time soon. So I think we're going to win, not by too many, by the odd goal. I think one nil, two one, two one. I'll go for. Okay, Mick. I think we're going to do the same. Yeah, I think we're going to win it by the odd goal, and I agree with Dan. I think we're um, riding the crest of a wave there. A couple of good wins behind us. I fought victories, and I think this is going to be a toughie as well. And I think we perform better when the opposition's a better quality as well. We're now starting off, 
that little phase what we're going to go through now we're playing teams that are above us you know we've got another toughie the week after that as well so I think yeah I think we'll tough this one out and I think we'll get the three points yeah I sort of agree there except Brighton aren't above us remember sorry the lowers. Uh, but I know what you're saying they've been above us for most of the past couple of months haven't they okay. uh, so we've done well to catch them up in, in yeah. Yeah, no problem and, and uh, with everybody else I think the biggest problem for Saturday is going to be team selection especially with last night does Ramis come back in who does he play for Watson does McEachern start or would you put is Gomez is fit to start yeah, First well, question. is he fit to start? Yeah. Does Gomez get a get a game in there? Yeah, I think Gomez is going to come back in. I, I, again, I think it's down to horses for courses, and is he is he because it's an away fixture? Is he going to go to a back back four? Last night he only played with back three, you know, five in midfield. I, you know, I I do honestly, I like the way he's thinking, and I, I do honestly believe now we're sitting down the gaffer and he's thinking like this is who we're playing against, and this is the best formation to play against them. Well, we're playing. Which is uh, what I like. We're playing against a, a team that play under sort of Spanish principles, aren't we? With Brighton, the man, manager's Spanish. Ole. Um, Ole. Pardon? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so, so you know, maybe maybe we'll continue with so the back three. Spain versus Germany then. Ooh, yeah, Barcelona versus Borussia Dortmund. Mm. Mm. So you've got a week off then, haven't you, before you play Forest? So we'll go for a week next week, yeah. yeah we'll go down there and we'll smash Billy Davis and then we'll beat Forest. <laughs> Not literally smash him. Oh, yes, we will. Horrible man. Mm. Then we've got a busy month after that, haven't we? It's, it's clearly a couple of uh, important fixtures, isn't it? Yeah. If you start putting, you know, if you put two W's up there, you, you're really starting to to be in the mix well I was reading something on a Reading web- website today and they were uh, talking about whether uh, they've got the form now to challenge for a, an automatic promotion push or should there be a word of the team hot on the reels with an athletic so it was sort of nice to be mentioned by a team mm. who's been hovering around the playoffs or you know bad supporters that, that we've actually been noticed well, they, but we should up. be noticed we do something special at the end of every season don't we yeah. Oh, that's survive, 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 win the FA Cup against all odds. Yeah, but maybe we're only being noticed because we're the next team below them in the table and they just look one down. Hey, look, that's Wigan. They're our nearest challengers. Maybe. FA yeah. Cup holders. So I think with a relegated of, last year. I think with a couple of games in hand, we've slipped under a couple of radars there. Yeah. As as we've, you know, like, like Uwe said, best team in the league, uh, third best team in the league since the 8th of December. Mm-hmm. It shows you that the Owen Coyle years. Are we still the third best setback. team? setback. Are we still the third best team or have we moved We've up? not got worse. Yeah. I, the other thing is, with the Championship, it's renowned for producing a team that, that has late season yeah. form, doesn't it, and busts its way into yeah. the, the playoffs. I, I was, when we were at that meeting last week, I was smiling my head off when he said, my team's always come good at the end of the season. I thought, aye, it's all the way, son. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing when he said, if we end up in the playoffs with the experience we've got, especially yeah. with the FA Cup, Success still as part of the yeah. nucleus of the squad. Yes. Yeah. He backers every time. Yeah, and I like I like how he's played on our experience as a club, not his experience in the playoffs individually, because he didn't have a particularly good experience in the playoffs did he not, last year with Brentford. Like in, in the cup run, the games what got postponed. Uh, Barnsley we just played and Yeovil to come. I thought that was worked in our favour because there were teams what we could um, you know. I wouldn't say bankable three points, but... You know, as, as bankable as possible. But the next one worries me, because... The it's Leicester. Day, it's Leicester, mm. so it's going to become a midweek... And game. it's April Fool's Day. 
Well, there you go, you see. Yeah. I, I just, I just feel as though that one's going to be a dodgy one because that is going to send up such a message. These next three games, really, and then uh, the Leicester game for me. More fuel then, is what I say. Oh, good on you. More good fuel then. What a wordsmith. Right, talking of wordsmiths, let's move on before we finish. Uh, something's happened, you know, which I think, again, is important for us to comment on. Uh, and makes a little story he wants to tell. The thing that happened was uh, one of the all-time great England footballers has died over the past seven days. Tom Finney, Preston North End, one club man, known as a Preston plumber, weren't he? And uh, superb England international. No, I mean I can't, you know, wax lyrical about his playing because I never saw him play live. I don't know anything, you know, from that side. Mm -hmm. But but from what I've heard, people talk and seen videos or footage of him playing. You know, it, it goes before him. When we were kids, our dads, when we were having kickarounds, would say Stanley Matthews and Tom Finney, Nat Loftus, and all things like that. Whereas, you know, like we then talked to our kids about stars like Georgie Best and Bobby Charlton and all the rest of it. Kevin Hector. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Hector, I do Trained to be a priest, didn't you? Yeah, from Bradford, didn't you? I don't know where he's Yeah, he was from Bradford. Anyway. I was privileged to meet Tom Finney. Um, it was one of them odd, odd things. I'd gone over to the um, football museum at Preston and I'd already been over to the football museum at Preston. It's now gone to Manchester and for anybody who's thinking of going, I recommend it. I thoroughly recommend it. It was really a wonderful visit. So the second time I went, I went deliberately to see the exhibition about Sir Tom Finney. And I went straight from work. And so I had my rugby club gear on so to speak. Why well, did you look at that time, mate? Well, I'm not named the club because it's rugby and this is a football thing. Well, no, no, it gives the context then, doesn't it? Well, I, I was working at Halifax Rugby League Club yeah. and so I was there with all my gear on and I was looking around and I got to the stage where um, it was photographs and things about Tom's army, army service because uh, it was a desert rat. So I was looking at that because I got particular interest in that as well because an uncle of mine um, fought out there. And I was just stood there having a look, and then all of a sudden, what, this little group of people, a couple of suits, and Tom Finney. And the jaw literally dropped, because I, I reckon I thought, good grief, it's a Tom. Anyway, he acknowledged me, the other two suits didn't, he acknowledged me, he nodded to me, and he just came over. And um, he saw the thing, and he says, oh, this is uh, rugby. I went, yes, sir, Tom. And I thought, as <laughs> I was a kid at school, you know, yes, sir, Tom. And I'm, I'm looking down on this guy. But yeah, he was... Yards above me. Anyway, um, he turned around and he said, oh, are you one of these rugby heroes then? And this other fella chipped in with, oh, there's only one hero in here. And he said, and that's Sir Tom, Preston through and through. And Sir Tom Finney looked at me and shook his head, so as only I could see it. And he looked at the photographs on the wall, just tapped one of them and said, no, they're the heroes. And just walked away. And it's just something that will always live with me, the humility of the man, because these guys were trying to make a fuss of Sir Tom, but yet he made a fuss of me, because he came over, shook my hand, and I said, I'll see you later. And I just thought, he didn't need to do that, no. but he did. He's a gentleman. Oh, too right, yeah. too right. Yeah. But I think the way Preston have conducted themselves over this, with the, all um, oh, wearing the finish shirt, the floral tributes, again, I don't know if you've been to Preston and seen the statue outside of Sir Tom. It was only as a result of his, his death that I saw yeah. the picture that that was based on. Yeah, yeah. recreating that yeah. very yeah. Wembley, that, wasn't it? I don't know, I just saw the picture in the paper. No, because it was seen the statue. 
pouring pouring Ringham wet through. It rains at Wembley too, man. Yeah. No, no, but I don't. No, it it's especially on cup final day, semi-final. Semi-final. Yeah. <laughs> was it not wet? I thought it was Wembley. I don't know. It was playing for England. It, it, I thought it was Preston. It, it, oh, yeah, it, it, it did look. I, I seem to remember yeah. blokes stood on the sidelines. Mm. Not, okay. not in a Wembley context, right. in a yeah. provincial context. But what I would like to see is whoever put that exhibition of Sir Tom Finney together at the Preston Museum, I think it, it should be staged again yeah. uh, in memory of the man for a short period of time. And if it ever is, I recommend every football fan should go and have a look at it. Because there's a man who was a plumber, <laughs> 16 when he made his debut for Preston, and what he achieved in his international career, don't forget, six years of that was lost with war. So six years and the, 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 probably the most productive years of his life as a footballer were gone to service for his country. Mm. And he himself turned around and said so many good footballers died in that one. But did did yeah. you see the penalty shootout in the ice hockey, the Americans against the Russians? Where I, I mean, forgetting the fact that ice hockey penalty shootouts are mad and basically what you do is you, you nominate your three penalty takers before extra time, the end of extra time, they do the three penalties, then it becomes sudden death. Well, sudden death in ice hockey is a question of, just said up, you know, whose turn is it now? And, you know, like in football, you would then start on the other members of the team. Well, in ice hockey, this one bloke, TJ Oshie, this American, he just kept turning up. So he, 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 took, he took a number of penalties in the shootout and... Obviously, he scored the winning goal, and, and the Americans are going, oh, American hero. And similar to what Mick alluded, he came out with a comment, no, no, American heroes wear camouflage gear. That's not me. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Well, <coughs> Jay Wheeler said a nice thing about him as well, didn't he, in his book, where after he'd uh, broken his leg at Wembley, I don't know if anybody's aware of that, Jay Wheeler actually he? broke his leg in an FA Cup final play for Blackburn Rovers. But on his first game back... So he played for Blackburn? He did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know he's hard to believe, but... Uh, <laughs> he kept that quiet, hasn't he? Anyway, anyway he, got, he, he broke his leg, for those of you who didn't know. And his first game back was... Uh, he, he was a friendly against Preston. And uh, he was marking Tom Finney. And Tom Finney, he said, come up to him and said, don't worry, lad, I'll uh, take it easy on you today. Uh, not, what, is, what was the exact words now? Can you remember? Not sure, but I've been told the story. Yeah, something <laughs> along the lines. I, I know you're coming back from injury, and I, 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 I don't want to give you too hard a time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Shanks as well, Lindsay said, paid him the ultimate compliment. Yeah. Lindsay, he said Tom Finney would fit into any team in any era in any position. Well, the and he's overcoat. And he's overcoat. The two of them, the stands, don't they, at Preston? Uh, the pictures in the stands, which I, I think that should be done. At more grounds than just that that one. I think it's brilliant that. The thing is, though, there was only a few of them, weren't there? There was people like um, Finney, Matthews, um, and oh god, who's the other one that was escaping me? Basically, Jimmy Anfield. Jimmy Anfield, another one who mm. so underrated because we've not seen him. We didn't see him. Or should I say, it's not underrated at all. So different eras. Because yeah. we're from a different era, weren't they? A different it, era of a different type of football. With and when they didn't have the media covering them like they have today. We were, even Bobby Moore, who was a fantastic player. But Sir Bobby Moore. Sir Bobby Moore. But again, he had all the, the media following him. He had the cameras and match of the day and all the rest of it were 
yeah. what the players you're alluding to was before that time well, well again these are the tales where people like Nat Loftos and Tom Finney went to the match on the bus with the, with the speckies yeah. you know, I, the first person I've heard of who went to the game in the car was Stanley Matthews because he was one of the best paying footballers and he was the only one who could afford a bloody car yeah. I, I, I tell you who, who time will put in a similar bracket as a one club man who's a nice bloke People will forget how much of a shit he was on the pitch, and that'll be Gary Neville. Well, so, time will be kind to that fella because he's a good pundit. He, he talks a good, sensible game, decent enough bloke, nice enough bloke. The fact that he, he used to wind people up, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, good United career, good England career, and he'll go down the same route as time passes. But on that note, bring on Brighton, and uh, it's a good night from me. Oh, no.